getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double D 97.3. Hey, good morning. It is the Morning Drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jeff McGuire and Jamie Lind. I'm Chuck Hines. Nice to have you with us this morning. You can participate on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to DoubleT973.com for that. The mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Bench Park Hotline is open, too, at 806-771-0973. One, uh, one last thing from uh, our friend Mike, uh, our overnighter. Jamie, you're correct. I eat at 2 a.m. on my lunch break. Then I try to have something at dinner with the kiddos before I go to work. Okay. That's good. There you go. That's smart. Yeah, that's that's real smart. Yeah. 2 a.m. Right. lunch break. 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a little odd. You know, hey. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do, right? So how do you think this is going to go tonight for the National Football League? Um, the game tonight is only on Amazon Prime. So there'll be... Now, fortunately for me, uh, I got a couple of technology whizzes at my house, Okay. So I've been told that I'm good to go. But if I had to do it on my own, I, I'm, I would be concerned about my ability to do that. I, I do have the ability. I, I do have figured out how to cast my ESPN Plus stuff up onto my big screen. Okay. Um, and, I, I, and I wonder if this will be smooth for them. It'll just be, hey, no problem. Or if there'll be major outrage over the fact that people are like, okay, Where's the game? I can't get it. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to jump through all these hoops. I, will they eventually get it? Is this the wave of the future? Well, I think it is the wave of the future. I think that it's, I mean, it's not like this would be a surprise to anyone, right? I mean, if you were worried about it, shouldn't you be worried about it already? You sh- yeah. I mean, there's going to be the casual fan that's going to go, okay, Thursday Night Football, they're going to go to Fox, and it's going to be, you know, married with children or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm. Uh, that's tough for me to gauge. Tough for me to gauge. I, I I'm not sure. Um, I do you care? Plenty, I think no, no, one hundred percent. Do not care. Okay. Um, I. I think there's plenty of people that live life through streaming services only. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think that's an under forty crowd? Um. Under forty, because I think it's an under forty crowd. Probably more more likely. I think that well, will get older as this as that as that audience ages. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think they're going to be bothered by this at all. Yeah. And then the question is, who's the NFL trying to trying to reach here? I mean, it's a this is a big game. This is not this is not Carolina and you know, know throwing anybody that's not done very well, whether it's um, Jacksonville or somebody along those lines. So this is. It's a big game. It's a divisional game. It's an exciting game. You got two really hot quarterbacks, you know, playing against each other. Um, home home crowd, you know, seventy thousand plus. Um, it'll there'll be a lot of energy in the room, and uh, obviously with you know the NFL's you know highlight attraction and Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't know. It's just be and I, you know what I was thinking when when I started kind of having this conversation with you. It's almost akin to when ESPN first got uh, Sunday Night Football way back in the day, and there was 
there was outrage about how they were going to how people were going to watch it and then eventually people settled into it and it became routine and i just remember i just remember people being well wait a minute i've got a what if i don't have espn what if i don't have this what if i don't have that and i just remember there being a lot of hand wringing then and people have figured it out so i mean if you want to watch the game it'll be there yeah i i mean i guess it will and again the number of people that have amazon prime is i think it's pretty high i have never to my knowledge tonight will be the first time i've ever watched anything on amazon prime okay doesn't mean you don't have it no no i understand that i mean we. <laughs> i didn't we, say you people watch the stuff i said no people who have it no but i mean yeah. i mean if you yeah. held a gun to my head and said, put your TV on Amazon Prime, I'd be dead. Yeah, we watch a lot of movies off of Amazon Prime. Okay, all right. Somebody says, Chuck, it will be the LA Chargers. Yeah, I know, I'm still, I still have it. I still have that in my head, sorry. Uh, Bob says, Bob says, I'm 62 and I'll be watching. I have Prime, but not ESPN. Okay. I, I definitely feel like it's a change. Mm -hmm. It's different and all that. I, I think you're... You're looking to be outraged here. Mm, you think I'm looking to be outraged? I'm, I think you're looking. Yeah. I mean, you're you're looking. You're looking for. I'd like it to be easy. Pure mayhem oh, tonight. It, You'd like it to go badly. Yeah, I really would. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would. I really would like it to go badly for uh, your Chiefs broadcast. Well, I mean, that sung a going, little. It's not going backwards. I mean, it's not going that, backwards. That, that sung him a little. I mean, well, if you've really? watched, if you've watched the Thursday night or Sunday night broadcast, you've seen it's already going badly on regular TV. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So this might actually be a better product. Okay. We'll see. Uh, Bullfighter says this. I've had to show her how to work it multiple times, but my mom. Oh, my mom only uses streaming services, and she likes it. Better than cable or satellite services. Okay. Uh, Raiders Dad points out this. At this point, if you can't operate Amazon Prime, you aren't their target audience. <clears throat> okay. Like I said, as far as I'm as far as I'm aware, tonight will be the first time I've ever watched anything on Amazon. I'm not saying there's anything bad about it. I'm just saying If I mean if you've watched a game on ESPN Plus, it's the same thing. Yeah. Get it on your TV, go to the app that says Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. click on it, and see what your options are. And I guarantee you it's got a huge button at the top that says Thursday night football. <laughs> It'll be the very first one. Very first one. Even if you're looking for movies, you're gonna see a huge button or pencil ad that says <laughs> Thursday night football. Okay. You'll see Mahomes and Herbert there at the top. Yeah. I mean, it'll be, and okay. then you'll take your uh, remote and you'll push the button. Okay. And then magically the game will appear. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> yes. are you, are you, and when they take timeouts, there'll be commercial breaks. Right. You seem a little. Uh, you seem a little irritated with me over this. I th I think you're you're trying you're building an outrage factory here over just not. Not wanting to change and mm -hmm. you your refusal to just like read directions and just follow along your your uncomfortableness with pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. Oh, I pushed I I I push myself. I, uh, I don't necessarily need to sprint every day to every corner of the of the push in the the, the box. Yeah, there's probably some truth well, to that. Reading directions and doing something different is just not that you something you take lightly. 
reading reading directions and doing something different. I mean, we all fall into this trap, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why do we got to change? Why do I have to learn something new? Right. You know, and there's some like, uh, you know, deep breath. uh, Okay. (laughs) I mean, but as adults, we go, okay, all right, I got to figure it out. I do it. I know. Sometimes I'm not very adult about it. And when you're six, you're like, no, (laughs) you throw a temper tantrum. But when we're adults, we're like, okay, I'll figure it out. And then after the first time, we're like, eh, eh, I wish it was the other way. After the third time, we're like, I don't even remember the other way. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like I feel like uh, my life is one big password, you know, password to everything. You know, it's like, man, it's just, it's just sometimes it's just so frustrating. You can't do anything without a password or a pin or anything. It's just, I know, I know I sound really old right now. Well, that's for your safety. No, I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> I know it is. That's that's for your own good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's for your own. Right. No, I, I, I get that because there's people out there that are trying to steal from you and take from you. and We you know, we all have different things that we... Stand on our soapbox about. Or, yes. I mean, know, and, and obviously, you know... The stream. Again, changing things mm-hmm. that Chuck has always done is one thing that doesn't he doesn't care for. I don't care for... Uh, basketball players who don't wear the same stick, shoes, the shoes that right. match the uniform. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Match the color scheme of the, the team they play for. Okay. That's one thing I cannot stand. Right. Okay. Right. And I, I can't stand, you know, trash talking with hitters who hit home runs. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, yeah, that may be the same thing. Jamie, that's changed. Yeah. We used to just drop our head and run around the bases, but now we have to tell everybody about it. Right. Okay, so Josh Young still does. Yeah, that, and that's what we do, and that's fun, and that brings excitement mm-hmm. to the game. So shut up about it, Jamie. Yeah. See, we, I mean, we all have our little ignorant things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I certainly understand that. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly like that. Um, but we do get or all may, Michaels. Or tonight. maybe somebody could say even nil would be one that you know. I, yeah. I've had issues with as well. It's going to be a little weird though seeing Al Michaels without Chris Collinsworth. He's, he's with he's got a he's got a new uh, new Padna uh, tonight, but I'm sure he'll like he said when he was on the, the Dan Patrick Show on Double T ninety seven three a few weeks ago. Uh, there's really nothing different about this. Uh, the game is the focus. And so the game will be great tonight. Chiefs and Chargers. We'll have it on the radio for you too on Double T ninety seven three at seven. Big plays and even bigger laps. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Uh, Raiders dad, who's uh, driving this morning and uh, challenged me to be like really on on top of my game today. So I don't I don't know if I am yet or not. He, he says this. I will reluctantly agree with Chuck. I hate how many passwords I have to remember. It's Deacon one at the house when we get logged off of one of the services trying to figure out what the password is. I think it's DEFCON. Oh, okay, DEFCON. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but it, it's spelled corrected to Deacon. But yeah, DEFCON. Yeah, that makes way more sense. <laughs> I would have read the same thing, Jeff. <laughs> That's a good catch, Jeff. Thank That's you, Jeff. Good. Well, I've been at DEFCON one. Yeah, no, more than right, I would no. like to admit. I'm, I'm, I was at it yesterday, uh, trying to figure something out, and it's like, oh, man, this is just so challenging. Uh, Paul asked this question: Have either of you guys wore a jersey on air? I have not. I'm not gonna. I don't have a problem if somebody wants to do it. That's 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 their deal. I only have a couple of jerseys. One that's an actual somebody gave me um, 
a Ed Podolak Chiefs jersey. It's an authentic. Just guy had it and he didn't want it and gave it to me. And I have I bought one other, but I, if somebody wants to, if you ever wore a jersey on the air, I wore a uh, Rayford Young mm. first day of the NCAA tournament last year. Yeah, that's very nice. Here, um, here, sitting next to you. Well, I just didn't remember it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, just didn't remember it. I was thinking that there was part of me that thought that you had, and then there was a part of me that was like, well, I'm, I, I, I have a, I have a decent amount of jerseys. I, I hardly wear them um, as much as I used to, but like when I go to a Yankees game in Arlington or wherever, I usually rock a Jeter jersey okay. of some sort. Uh, Brandon, this is a fair comment, um, and I recognize that. Chuck is sounding like that crusty old man that still has his first ever cell phone and refuses to get a smartphone. Quote, this phone does everything I need it to do. Well, every time I get, I just upgraded my phone. It probably does way more than I'm even capable of even knowing what it can do. Um, although yesterday I'm, I missed 13 texts because it didn't send me texts. And the, I think Monday I missed 31. So clearly I've, clearly I've got a problem. Part, part of the problem is frankly just being downtown. Um, the cell service down here is, is not ideal. Mm. So, what that tells me is I, I don't need to be in my I'm tr I'm trying office. to think of a current, this would be a good take versus take question, a current um, technology mm -hmm. that has upgraded our lives that we initially, like, fought. Like, why do I have to deal with this? Why can't, you know, why can't it just be simple? But now we're like, man, how did we live life without it? And, uh, and maybe the smartphone is, is I mean, it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't ever remember complaining when i got there got I'm, to that point i mean you know the the technology change that has taken place since i started working in this business to where we are today is i mean it's just i mean it's i mean people can give me a hard time for not adapting to change but i mean i've had to go through guys my age people of my age have gone we've gone through a tremendous amount of technology change from when when we were in like even in high school, you weren't allowed to use a calculator. I mean, just so, I mean, you, you kind of think about, and I remember working at this radio station and the, and the boss bought me and this other guy, IBM, correctable ribbon, electric typewriters. And we thought, man, we got, we got everything that we need to do our job now. Mm -hmm. And you can't find a typewriter in town to save your life. So, I mean, the, the change that, uh, Chuck, if you were looking for a typewriter, yeah. you should have asked me before the move. I think I found three of them. Okay. Well, I used I to like a typewriter here to, to, to type out envelopes if I was sending somebody something. And I would always, I'd have to go find it and plug it in. And I would, I would, I was the only guy that was doing it. And I've just kind of given up on that. I think I probably would go with, I mean, kind of what we're talking about today, just the streaming services thing. I think initially I was like, well, we got to do that. We got to pay something different now. And now I'm. Now you're all in. Now, now I'm, I feel like, yeah, it's just, it's just second nature now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody encourages me to get on the Wi-Fi in our building. I am. <clears throat> I am. I don't, I don't, I have not noticed me missing any text messages. Well, maybe it, 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 it sounds like it's a me problem. 
because um, there's some I'd like to actually miss if we could figure out how to make that happen. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. Uh, King Craig says he has his high school football jersey. Well, that's good. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, this is both home and away. Wow. Nice. <laughs> well, for the, you know, when, he, they were, when they had a home game, his girlfriend was wearing his road ones. Ah, so she wore it around school that day. Did, so. your, did your girl wear your basketball jersey or your baseball jersey? I don't think you do that with basketball you don't? and baseball. Okay. I think you know, that's just, just a just football a, Just thing. a football thing? Okay. Yeah. Uh, here is a conversation starter. If you're gathering with friends uh, in somebody's garage to uh, drink beer and watch the ball game tonight, uh, present provided that you've got the proper connections and internet mm-hmm. and everything to be able to watch watch the game in your garage. I know a lot Don't of guys that do that. Let you in the house. Man. Well, I know guys that do that. They you know, they kind of have their man room or they have their garage or they have their spot where they like, you know, maybe out on their patio or whatever. Where do they put their car? Well, I mean, they can put their car in after the game is over, but I mean, <laughs> okay. you know, un- unlike some of us. Uh, let's see here. Here's a, here, this I I I saw this yesterday, and you're going to go, people are going to go, well, considering the, how the game has changed and whatnot, but just let me give you two names, and then I'll give you another name. Patrick Mahomes with his five touchdown passes last Sunday, okay, against uh, the Arizona Cardinals, now has 155 touchdown passes in his career. He has now thrown more touchdown passes than Roger Staubach at 153, and Bart Starr at 152 on the all-time list. Product of him being really good and also, I mean, the game just being completely absolutely. different. A- abs- absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But still, though, when you think about it, Mahomes is just 26 years old. You know, he is in his 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. This is his fifth year of starting uh, in the NFL. He's been relatively, I mean, I know he missed a few games in, in – uh, you know, over the years, but I mean, not, not very many. Um, but at the end of the day, he's just 26 years old and in his, the start of his fifth year starting, I mean, just, and like you said, there's no question. The game is substantially different from, and really you, you, you could say from star to even Staubach, the game's different because Staubach played a little bit later than sure. than, than Starr. Yeah, um, no and, question. You know, and, and Starr was, you know, handing off left and right, but still, I mean, he threw the ball. Anyway, I just thought that was, I thought you're, that was really interesting. Yeah, you really fig, fig, or figured out that the game was so incredibly different when you started seeing guys catch 100 balls in a season. Yeah. Because even back in the 89, 80s, yeah, right. I mean, that was just unheard of. Right, you know? right, right. Anyway, I just thought that, I thought that was interesting, so... Uh, it, you going to use that one tonight? I am, uh, I, you know, I'm watching the game at home. Uh, I might. I might bring that up with the troops. And then they're going to go, who's Spart Star? <laughs> 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 Some might know. Uh, King Craig says this uh, Coach Henderson at Coronado High School wouldn't let our girlfriend wear them. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, I don't know if that was, I don't know how that was received by the girlfriends or the players. But if that was the rule, that was the rule, right? Maybe he didn't want a bunch of perfume on his football jerseys. Okay. Okay, maybe. 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 You're not a fan of that. You think the... At our school, you were given a jersey Mm -hmm. that... um, 
didn't have your name on the back or whatever that you could wear for games that the school owned or you could purchase your own mm-hmm. that had your name on the back. Okay. And so most kids' parents purchased the jerseys. Gotcha. And so they had one with their name on the back, and they could choose to do whatever they wanted with mm-hmm. it. Change girlfriends. Hey, need my jersey back. Well, you needed the jersey back the next week. Okay. Because so you, you had, had a home game. You, you needed that per jersey. Yeah, I need my jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> 6.40 this morning on the morning drive. This day in sports history is next. Continue to take your thoughts, comments, your uh, critiques, your uh, Maybe your issues, your gripes, maybe your joys, concerns, all those things on the Yates Flooring Center chat line on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day, this is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Today is September the 15th, 2022, and here is Jeff McGuire with the Stay in Sports History. See, uh, I, I do need to do something real quick because uh, I, I missed a big thing yesterday, so uh, Lou, to help me out here. Yesterday's birthday. Uh-huh. Um, Norin Sodiase had a birthday yesterday. Got so distracted with uh, Michael Crabtree and the catch and getting all that ready that I completely missed Norin's 27th birthday yesterday. Okay. And that was really dumb of me. So I oh, apologize, Norin Sodiase and all the Odiases out there. For... <laughs> please don't find me a dark alley, please. I'm sorry. All the Odiases out there. <laughs> Are we expecting you to know every Red Raiders birthday? I should know big ones, and he's a pretty big one. Okay. okay. I, I've got a whole list that I just needed to look at the next name down after Michael Crabtree. But back to this day, 1902 Chicago Cubs infielders, Tinker, Evers, and Chance, mm. turn their first double play together in a 6-3 win over Cincinnati. It's funny how often their names have come up this week. Well, they were formed this week, and... They turned their first double play today. I know. Which is what they were known for. And we talked about them yesterday. 1928, St. Louis Cardinals set a National League record for 18 men left on base. Mm. They still beat the Phillies 8-6 at the Baker Bowl in Philadelphia. 1946, Dodgers beat the Cubs 2-0 in five innings. The game was called, not because of rain or darkness or, you know, normal things that we've heard. It was called because of gnats. Gnats. It's funny, I was going to say bats, but it, which rhymes with gnats. 1947, Yankees clinch pennant number 15. 1950, for a record sixth time, New York Yankees first baseman Johnny Mize hits, his, hits three home runs in a single game. <sighs> Doing it once is impressive. Doing it six times is just showing off. Mm-hmm. 1978, Muhammad Ali beats Leon Spinks in the 15th round of the heavy, for the heavyweight boxing title. Leon kind of really lived off of his big win and then couldn't uh, stack success. Fast forward to 1990, Chicago White Sox Bobby Thigpen is the first to record 50 saves in a season. Speaking of double plays earlier, 1995, Cardinals shortstop Ozzie Smith sets a record of 1,554 double plays. And in 1996, the Texas Rangers retire their very first number. 
Does Chuck Hines know who it is? 34? 34 is correct. Nolan Ryan's retired today. I got three things for you for food. Kind of touches a lot of different bases for us. Happy National Double Cheeseburger Day. Mm. Happy Creme de Mint Day. And National Linguini Day. Um, I'm not really into the linguini. Like the creme de mint. Is that like a, a drink or a... It is a... Yes. Okay. It's a, a liqueur. A liqueur. A mint liqueur. Mm. We had a bottle in my pantry growing up mm-hmm. that my mom enjoyed opening the top of and just smelling. Oh, and she getting a, a buzz. swig out of it? No, no. Just smelling <laughs> to get the buzz. I'm not going to say my mom was a lightweight, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. no, She would just pop the top and go... Okay, we're good now. <laughs> Your kids go out and play in the street. <laughs> yeah. Uh, happy birthday, Prince Harry turns 50, uh, 38 today. Tom Hardy, 45. Tommy Lee Jones, 76. Pete Carroll, 71. Dan Marino, 61. Oliver Stone is 77. And Gaylord Perry is 84 today. How about that? And when I say the name Marilyn Monroe, what is the very first thing you picture? Happy birthday, Mr. President, in, in a slinky gown singing. See, that's a good answer. First thing I think of is the uh, famous skirt scene um, oh, sure. with her in the white dress. Filmed on this day in 1954. The cat on the hot tin roof? Uh, it's from Seven Year Itch. Seven actually. Year Itch, right. Okay. Um, it's iconic for sure, but it actually cost uh, a marriage. To one Marilyn Monroe from Joe DiMaggio. Oh, really? After he was very upset after multiple takes were used to be filmed. Mm-hmm. He thought it was very exhibitionist. It was very upset. They ended up very short, soon after got divorced. After her death in, 60, in August of 62, until the day he died in 1999, he sent flowers to her grave every single week. Every week? Wow. And that is this day in sports history. All right. 6.50 this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t 973com for that or the mobile app. We'll have uh, Red Raider football with Joey McGuire on the air tonight. And then uh, Chiefs and Chargers from Kansas City. And then uh, also tonight, uh, Astros and the A's. A's of... Uh, Moved down to Houston after uh, beating the Rangers last night. 6.40 on 100.7, the score. 7 o'clock, the broadcast time tonight for the Astros and the A's. Uh, I I do want to get into this a little bit this morning, but if you had, and you can't do this on our time, you need to do this on your time, but if you've not uh, seen this article on ESPN yet about uh, Joey McGuire and Jeff Trailer and their relationship and how it evolved and the how basically these two high school uh, football coaches from Texas have uh, risen up to these big Division One jobs like Coach McGuire and Coach Trailer. It's a great read. And um, <clears throat> one thing that really uh, stood out to me is the head coach of Longview, his name is John King. Uh, do you know him? Do you know Coach King? I do. I do. He said this. His son was quarterback for the Aggies. Right. He said this, they represent us because they're one of us. They're two guys that people took a chance on that did it the right way. They love kids, coach kids, and got a golden opportunity to go to the college ranks and made the most of it. Um, they also talked, he also talked about how um, th- their son was recruited by um, 
there his son was recruited by coach trailer i believe when he was at uh texas and then uh, probably coach mcguire when he was at uh at uh, baylor um and it's just it's just it's just interesting. I didn't realize that they were that close, Coach McGuire and Coach Trailer, but extremely close in terms of, you know, they competed for the same jobs before, and and uh, and instead of kind of trying to, you know, make it a competitive battle, they they became friends, became almost like brothers mm-hmm. uh, as a result of it. So I thought that was, uh, I thought it's a, it's a real, like I said, it's a really good read, and it gives you a nice perspective for both, and it. It shows the respect that both have within that high school coaching community, which how important is that? It's like hugely important, right? Because when you talk about relationships and being able to um, you know, talk to kids and recruit kids, you've got to start with, uh, with the coaches and things like that. Um, one thing that, uh, that was kind of funny, they were talking about um, going to San Antonio and they were speaking and uh, and basically mcguire said the biggest difference in being a speaker and an attendee is what he had to wear and he blamed coach trailer for it he said i'm going to get laughed at today for wearing this he said tucking at the lapel of his blazer but i'm not going to let jeff trailer out sport coat me literally i woke up this morning and said jeff's wearing a sport coat then i'm wearing a sports coat that's my guy <laughs> I need that jacket. Oh, you like it it looks uh, good right yeah. now here's my business card you can have all right thank you let me know how i can help i will so it i mean i do like how um i think you're gonna get the respect of high school coaches when you see college guys that you know have gone the same route that you're trying to go through Mm -hmm. right so you you've got guys that hey man he's he's been here just like we were at one point and you know he was a guy that we competed against and was a quality dude so he's the kind of guy i'd want one of my my players playing for and so I, I, surely that's got to help in the, in the recruiting world because you know those high school coaches, you know, they have some factor in it. They're not the ultimate, but, I mean, they're allowing certain guys on camp, campus and they're speaking highly to their players about certain guys compared yep. to other guys. And so there, there's a bit of a factor there. I guess the interesting part to me is that I guess I didn't realize – that it was so rare for Texas high school football coaches to rise up the ranks and end up being Texas college football coaches. Yeah. I mean, we know we know Spike Dykes did the same thing, but I would assume that most of them went that way, but maybe that's wrong. Maybe maybe college coaches end up being college players and then they just go on to college coaching staffs after that and they don't start from the beginning and coach their way up like that. And I think the other thing, too, for these two guys in particular – is that they know their roots and they haven't forgotten them, you know, and and uh, still appreciate you know the time that they had to that they spent in the high school ranks and the respect that they have for those coaches and assistant coaches that are doing it today. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Uh, Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Bo, who presumably is tuned in on the Double T973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank, reports this. I feel like Bo's kind of giving us a behind-the-lines, uh, you know, um, kind of a scouting report, Jamie. Okay? Okay. He says this, NC State will be having a blackout, so road raiders wear your red and white. Okay? Smart move. Smart mm-hmm. move. Smart move. Uh, PJ reports in. He said, we'll be there, plus three, flying out of the LBK tomorrow morning. Hey, okay, good. Good. 
Uh, we're going to need some help there because uh, North Carolina State goes into this game with an 11-game winning streak at Carter-Finley Stadium. And this kind of surprises me. That's the fifth best active home winning streak in the FBS. Second longest in the history of uh, Carter-Finley, which opened in 1966. Uh, Clemson has the longest home streak at 35, then Oregon at 20, Alabama at 14, Georgia at 13, and NC State at 11. Does that surprise you that it's only 35? I realize that's maybe, maybe, maybe that's just thinking about it out loud doesn't seem like a big number, but that's six plus years for Clemson that they haven't lost a game at home. Does that seem like a small it's, number? It seems like a big number to me for okay, okay. a college football team. But then again, I think about Clemson and the Ohio States and the the Alabamas of the world, and I think, oh, man, they don't lose many home games. So, mm-hmm. Like Oklahoma's one that was broken by the Red Raiders in 2012 was like mm-hmm. 56 or something along those lines. Yeah, I, I think – I guess I, I feel like that's about what I would have thought it would have been. Okay. Just because every once in a while these, I mean, Alabama will lose an SEC game at home or whatever. So, yeah, I guess so. And, okay, so I I, I, I can't say that I just remembered this because I don't. Um, and I I didn't, I don't think I knew this. And if I had, I've, I'd forgotten it. But uh, NC State's uh, coach that led them to 16 straight from 72 to 75. you got to remember... In those years, college football wasn't just always front-page news, um, you know. And and the obviously the number of games on television was extremely small. But do you know who the head coach was when they won sixteen straight at NC State? Yeah, it's a name you know, and you're going to go. I didn't know he coached there. I do not know Lou Holtz. Don't think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about Coach Holtz being at Arkansas and, of course, at Notre Dame and, you know, the. And South Carolina. Those are the three that I think of. Yeah. I did not know that he coached at NC State. I didn't either. And and so, but uh, 72 to 75, they won 16 straight under Lou Holtz. So there's there's another little, I think, very big tidbit for you. For your uh, your your parties this uh, weekend when you gather with your buddies. Hey, hey, I know they've won eleven straight here, but do you guys th- did you guys know the Lou Holtz, the Notre Dame guy, coached there too? That's kind of how that would go. That's kind of how you would kind of drop that in there. It's good. Okay, it's good. Just when they aren't expecting it. Just when they're just when they're unexpecting it. All right, uh, let's uh, get a little word from uh, Coach McGuire here, especially on their on their quarterback for uh, NC State. His name is Devin Leary. He uh, rushed for two and threw for four against Charleston State the other day, or Charleston Southern, I guess. Uh, Anyway, that tied a school record for single-game touchdown responsibility. That mark uh, is now held by him, a guy by the name of Phillip Rivers and Mike Glennon. For his career, he now has 60 touchdowns, 56 via the pass and 40 on the ground that ties him with Philip Rivers and Russell Wilson. Um, 
And actually what he did was he tied Russell Wilson and Phillip Rivers last year for the single season record with 37. So remember when Russell Wilson was there and then he, of course, transferred, opted out. But still, 37 and 37 for Devin Leary. Here's Joy McGuire on the NC State quarterback. Big arm. You know, he can make all the throws. Um, He's a guy that can extend the play uh, and has played a lot of snaps, you know. I mean, he's a guy that has played a lot of snaps. And I remember before when we were recruiting him, I mean, we thought the dude was – was going to be legit, and uh, he definitely is. Um, so we've got to continue. I, I was proud of our secondary from the standpoint of uh, having a lot better eyes and, and uh, eye discipline, and I think we got to do it again. That's uh, Coach Joy McGuire. Devin Leary so far on the season, 33 of 58. He's thrown an interception, thrown for 449 yards, five touchdowns, longest of which was for 40 yards. From a rushing standpoint, he's, he's only uh, toted the ball five times for 22 yards. Uh, his net is uh, 21. And so he's got, like I said, the couple touchdowns, his longest gain, 12 yards. I don't really get the impression that he's going to concern you from maybe a scramble of running it up the middle or you know taking a, a sweep with it. But it, it sounds like he'll extend the play because he'll be somewhat elusive. Well, I... Ended up watching their game against Charleston Southern, and he impressed me with his running ability. Not that wasn't the only thing that impressed me, but mm-hmm. I thought he was good when he took tucked the ball and ran. Okay. So um, I may be a little bit more concerned about that than you are. I, I think he's a good athlete, and he does. He really can make all the throws now. They were playing an opponent like you played an opponent in, in week one, and it felt like every – wide receiver was wide open yeah um, but uh, he he looked very impressive and uh, he's going to be a tough one to handle now you've made me a little more concerned uh, sorry that's right yeah I, I thought he looked like a really good athlete okay yeah. here's uh, just a little bit more not for... not a speed guy or whatever mm-hmm. but just uh, shifty and elusive yeah sneaky mm-hmm. alright here's a little more from Coach McGuire on, uh, on uh, Leary Getting to play with one of my favorite people in the world. Dave Dorn and I go back a long ways. He actually has a huge fingerprint on Cedar Hill. Um, he was the he was at Kansas in 2003, and he was the first guy to offer one of my guys whenever I was a head coach. He offered Marcus Herford, who played at Kansas, uh, had a really good career, and we've been friends ever since. Um, he, he flew me out to uh, Wisconsin, and I spoke at their clinic. Um, you know, we've kept each other. He's one of the first persons to text me whenever I got this job. I mean, just a class act. Um, he's got a connection here because he's got Ruffin McNeil on his staff, who's just, a, I mean, one of the best people in the world. And, you know, Texas Tech Red Raiders know what kind of guy he is. And so um, really excited. I can't wait to see him. Um, I, I can't wait to play him. And this is a team that that plays with incredible passion and uh, they play really fast and this is going to be a great game for us again to see where we're at and to keep growing as a uh, a team that's uh, coach joy mcguire talking about their coach dave doran and uh, his relationship uh, with him i didn't think that was interesting the other day you know you you, you think about <clears throat> sometimes how how big the world is and then in your own individual world sometimes it gets really small because you know, this person helps you with this or this person helps you with that and they're clear across the country. 
And here's here's two guys that I, I didn't know that had any kind of connection until the other day when he talked about his very first player that was you know signed and recruited uh, out of Cedar Hill uh, was by Dave Dorn. Yeah, I thought the more interesting thing there is that Coach McNeil's on the staff. I did not you realize didn't know that. that. Okay, yeah. okay. So uh, that's that's an interesting tidbit there. You a guy that everybody wants to root for if you're mm-hmm. a Red Raider. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's that's uh, coaches, man. They just seems like there's always something that intertwines them together. Somebody's already always already coached with somebody else, or I coached with this guy, and now he coaches with that guy. Right, yeah, and, and you know, players. There's yeah. there's there's always something that ties them together one way or another. Hey, coach uh, Ruffin McNeil is now a special assistant to the head coach. He had been, um, I think, helping with his dad, and uh, had, of course, had been at Oklahoma doing something similar with. Uh, Lincoln Riley and had been the head coach at East Carolina, his alma mater, after leaving uh, Texas Tech. But uh, yeah, you know, Ruff is one of those guys that you always want to root for. You know, hopefully he's, hopefully he'll be smiling after the game, but hopefully it's smiling because he's happy to see some Red Raiders. Uh, But on the inside, he'll be crying because his team will go down. Okay. He's just one of those guys that's always got a smile on his face, Coach McNeil. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, hit me. All right, today's question of the day involves your Red Raider football team. Mm -hmm. Through two games, which position group do you feel like has overperformed from your expectations mm-hmm. heading into the season and which one has underperformed man it, i kind of feel like that this is a little bit like yesterday um because i'm gonna say i think the defensive line has overperformed based on what i expected going in and i'm gonna say that the defensive backs have underperformed based on what we thought given the number of guys that returned and kind of how things were setting up and what your expectations were going into the season through two weeks. Okay. I like half of Chuck's answer. <laughs> Defensive line, I agree with his overperform for what my expectations were. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't think they were gonna, that they were talented, but I just didn't know. Um, offensive line has underperformed, and they didn't have a very high bar to, to, to cross. Last week's performance was not good for them in any way, shape, or form. Um, very disappointed with the offensive play so far this season. Okay, um, on the overperformed side of things, while I don't disagree with the defensive line, I think I had higher expectations for them than I did the linebackers. I felt like there were more question marks in the linebacking core. I think the linebackers have been really good. So uh, I go I go with the linebackers as far as a group that's overperformed. As far as underperformed, um, to me it's the tight ends. I felt like we were going to see a lot more out of the tight ends. We love the depth the group of guys that you have there but they've i mean baylor cup two catches henry uh teeter with just one catch and mason tharp with just one catch four grabs through two games for that group i thought they were going to be i mean much much bigger factor okay yeah i mean i could i could see that With, with regard to the offensive line i guess I just felt like that there were all these question marks. We already knew that there were question marks. I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying that they didn't have a good game, 
Um, but that's, I guess, from just all of our discussions, it just seemed like that we didn't expect any problems out of the defensive backfield. And somebody off the text line says, thought the DBs had a good game last week. Yeah, I think it was improved. Mm-hmm. It was improved, no question. I just thought that that was a, I guess, silly me, I just thought that was a given going into the season. I didn't think that you were going to have to, um, I didn't think you were going to have that be a question first mark. First game or, hiccup. Is, yeah, first mm-hmm. game hiccup. Yeah, that's 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 probably better said. Yeah, especially against an FCS opponent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can see your point on the on the linebackers uh, and on the tight ends. Yeah, the, the, it's been very quiet. Now, is is that because of the offensive line play? Or is that because the tight ends have not been able to get open? Is that because of the well, play part, selections? that, that part, part of the deal may be you have to adjust what they're doing and keep them in the block rather than send them out in patterns. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just it doesn't feel like they've been targeted a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Tharp was targeted once last game when he was, and that was one of the big interceptions, you know, down near the goal line. But just haven't gotten a lot from them. And, and again, that may be about, hey, we've we've got to keep in this extra blocker, and or it may be that that Coach Kitley is deciding, hey, we're gonna go, we're gonna go with more receivers rather than have a tight end. Okay. All, all depending on which package he's putting out there. Uh, is there a linebacker per se that has uh, stood out to you more than others? Uh, primary weather, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would it be fair to say that some of the reason the tight end hasn't been as big a part of your offense is because of how much the running game has with Brooks and the splitting carries in the first game for sure, but with Brooks last game, he had a pretty decent game running the ball, and then you had your, your quarterback running successfully, especially in overtime too, that that eliminates some of where those guys would be most effective in the red zone. Oh, I think they can be effective anywhere. No, but with those, with the success that those guys have had, you, you got the big targets and the tight ends. When I think of big targets and tight end, I think of in the red zone area, getting those, getting across the goal line, the the short little dump passes that get sure, you in but, there and being that, a big target. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, they they can be used there, but I, I mean, I think they can be used anyway. Would Donovan Smith set a uh, a personal record for how many? What fifty nine attempts? Yeah, fifty nine attempts, mm-hmm. and you got one catch out of the tight end position. <clears throat> he dropped back to throw fifty nine times. Yeah, that's right. And only one found the hand of a tight end. <laughs> that seems like I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me too high on those guys, but I thought we had great depth there, and that th- three we had three big time players. Mm-hmm. There was a lot, and there was a lot said about Baylor Cup coming into the end of the season. Now, maybe. And there was a lot said by a lot of people about 6'9 Mason Tharp, yeah, too. Yeah, myself, yeah, myself myself included, yeah. no question. Myself and, included. Yeah. And he's got one catch. Uh, this two the, games. This from the East Orange Center. It was Challenge. a touchdown, though. Agree with Jamie on the tight ends. With our size, those guys should be automatic targets, especially in the red zone. What, like what Jeff's saying. Yep. Yeah, to Jeff's point. But again, I'm just saying, well, I agree with Jeff, and you can use him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, tight ends are also huge on third down and three because they can, you know, get past the first down marker and screen somebody behind them and make a catch, yeah. you know? Uh, this person says the offensive line has overperformed. I thought they would be worse. Oof. 
A good call on the tight ends. They were hyped preseason. Yep. Uh, could be they have needed the tight ends to block with the offensive line. That's, you know, that was kind of what I was suggesting. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. a reason for it. You know, just somebody reiterating that. And, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that's a maybe that's a reason. Well, at any rate, and uh, you know, your your starting left guard is, uh, I think, is a Friday decision uh, with Western Wright. Um, that's what Coach McGuire alluded to on Monday. So today is Thursday. That was at about. 12:30 or so Monday afternoon. Maybe by the time we get to Red Raider football with Joey McGuire tonight at six, he'll have a little bit more of an update uh, with regard to Western Wright. Um, they'll practice tomorrow morning with their Fast Friday, and he he talked about game time decisions. He really said with Western Wright, he might be a Friday decision uh, based on his availability and what they see on Friday, uh, just because of the amount of weight that he carries and what that how much more difficult that is for him to rehab that ankle uh, compared to, you know, somebody that's 100 pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. So so we'll see. Uh, and again, we'll have Red Raider football with Joey McGuire on the air tonight at 6 o'clock here on Double T 97.3. So I look forward, look forward to that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> This from the Gates Flooring Center chat line. I was feeling pretty good about our team till I listened to you guys all week. Now I feel pretty lousy. LOL. Yeah, I've um, I'm I'm kind of struggling, and and I've told you this guys all week long. I, I don't know what to think about last Saturday. I know I'm excited that you won, and I feel like there's something to be said for you figured out a way to win a game. Mm-hmm but there was the frustration of feeling like you really played a hand in beating yourself. Ultimately, you didn't get beaten. Uh, but, but there was some self-inflicted wounds there yeah. that were disappointing. And I think the overwhelming thing in my mind right now is this team can't take... It'll be really difficult. I don't want to say can't. It'll be really difficult for this team to... Take it to the level we want them to get it to mm-hmm. if the offensive line is not performing better. That's, that's. I mean, I feel like front and center to me. Yeah. But I, I but I did also come out of the game just thrilled with what you were defensively mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday because I, I expected that to be a higher scoring game. Uh, Austin says this, how much of the perceived offensive line struggle was the quarterback decision-making slash pocket presence? Uh, and Syntax Hank says, if Donovan doesn't look to pass to the tight ends, then they're not going to be a factor. I would go, the first comment, I'd flip it around. How much of the poor decision-making by the quarterback was because the offensive line wasn't giving him time to mm-hmm. survey the defense and think? I would say that's the way, I would say the, poor offensive line play affected the quarterback way more than the decision making of the quarterback affected the offensive line or the tight end factor yeah yeah you've been listening to the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 for more from lubbock sports station go to double t 973.com